Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Super Deluxe Games Cast. It's Thursday, June 30th, last podcast of the month. We are about halfway, well, maybe a little less than halfway through the summer period. Um, and it's been, a, a, it's been a, a busy and interesting week uh, on, on numerous fronts. Uh, tonight, we're going to talk about our thoughts on the Nintendo Direct, which I, I think we can all agree was stronger than I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, from a from a Nintendo Partner Direct Mini, like we can talk um, about it more when we get to it. But right, you know, I went right. in it's, with I think reasonable expectations, and I was, you know, it exceeded where my reasonable expectations were. I I agree, uh, Jeff. Uh, uh, Jeff, did you watch the direct at all? Uh, I caught like the um, like I don't know. I no, <laughs> I skimmed. Yeah. A lot of good stuff from the direct. A lot of good stuff from the direct is gonna be like multiplat. Yeah. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. since. You know, none of it was Nintendo first party. I so. mean, to me, the biggest thing was like the Persona stuff, which I'm sure was probably the big thing to most people. But yeah, there, there's another game in there that we'll get into that I think uh, is really, really your thing. But there's a couple things in there. But yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. We can get to all that. We're also going to talk about guys. Leave devs alone. Uh, we're going to talk about shitty. This has fucking been a fans. weird fucking week for people being weird to game devs y'all just don't we're, we're we are going to talk about the internet was a fucking mistake it really was and and you know we're going to talk about the do's and don'ts of how to uh ask questions of your favorite developer and what oh, not we're to giving do. we're 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 gonna are we gonna play some some goofus and gallant we we might yeah <laughs> fuck it we, we we might do that i don't that's the first time i've ever heard that term derek but i want you to know i fucking you've love never it. you've never seen like old goofus and gallant okay no. well that's I have no idea what that means. See, that's a. I feel like that's a reference that you're old enough to have gotten. But oh, I I digress. Thank you, Derek. Continue, uh, Derek. What else do we have in the docket tonight? Well, uh, it's going to depend I, on how we're doing for time. Obviously, we're going to talk okay. a little bit about what we've been playing, uh, which we haven't had time to do in a few shows because it's been such busy news weeks. Uh, but combination of this not being the world's biggest news week, alongside. Uh, the fact that there's just the three of us this week uh, means we're going to have some Brit. time. Britt might Brit. show up. Britt might join. Brit, I've got let's Brit. be clear about that. If you look in on the show, for those who are watching, which is not most people, most people are listening, uh, so this is completely lost on them, and I'm wasting so much time, even as I continue to explain how this is worth nothing. Keep uh, going, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah please, please. The bottom left of the screen where we're talking about the cast, this is bottom row, Jeff, and then Britt, maybe? Because we might, we might have a Brit. She's in the Perhaps call. Perhaps so just... Brit, <coughs> Brit might show up. She might not. Yeah, you know, she had work but... stuff that's going to put her right up against the line. So she <coughs> until said she you listen to the late. podcast, Brit is both here and not here. Yeah, Schrodinger's Schrodinger's Brit. You know, so. really, and you know, in the Sylvia Plath sense of the phrase, Jeff, all of us are here and yet not here. See, John, you embody this image of being such a fucking idiot, and then you just casually drop Sylvia Plath like. <laughs> See, Derek, I only play a fucking big himbo you idiot on Twitter. You might be the closest I'm... thing to Archer. And I mean <laughs> that in a derogatory sense. Wow. Derek, Love I'm actually you, quite Derek, I'm actually quite intelligent. I know you are. You just play an idiot for the for the internet for laughs. I 90% of it is me going for laughs. Yes, yes, yes. that's correct. I'm actually I mean, look at these uh slick glasses here like what a man wearing glasses, glasses your fucking gunners my, my my gunners like but they they make me look intelligent they add 
to the illusion. Um, I, I got one more question for the group here before we get into what we've been playing. I want to know right fucking now what everyone's drinking. Um, Explain this shit to me. Miters, small batch, bourbon. Y'all know me. I'm a bourbon person. I'm from where the bourbon comes from. So yeah, in Rington. that way, me and oh. the bourbon are siblings. You and the bourbon are one. Yes. Yes. We're, I, we're is family. It, is it like a, is it like a, I am thou, thou art I sort of situation with the bourbon? Like, is it like a persona? And I like bourbon kind of thing. Interesting. Okay. No, no, no. That makes total sense. Jeff, what are you drinking? Uh, just Woodford Reserve. It's uh, hey, always a good fallback. I'm man. not going to fault you for that. I, I am drinking. I was telling Derek this. I'm drinking an old fashioned. I used to be a bartender in college, obviously. So, and Derek has experienced my cocktails and uh i i mix quite the drink yes uh and um i mix nightmares it, it, <laughs> you yes you do yes you do i on the other hand mix amazing cocktails you know what i'm uh, gonna make the mountain dew cocktail no uh for jeff as no. somebody jeff you had the the mountain dew cocktails at pax west the one year right no no those were at pax east yeah. Right, that was Pax East. And that I was need Jeff Finn and... to be there so that Finn can try. That was yeah. That was Finn. That was Finn and Nate. Direct feed. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Well, the chances of uh, of of our our favorite uh, Billy Bob Thornton imposter showing up is pretty low. So I'm assuming this is not good. like I'm not expected to enjoy this. I think it was good, but John disagrees. I I couldn't I couldn't swallow. I I had to spit it out. Like I I was not a fan. But then again, I different taste, it. different strokes for you different. Yes, you did. You fucking gross bastard. My, my rule with stuff is if I'm wow. not allergic to it, I will try it. So good rule to have. That's right. If Jeff's able to come for extra life, I got to hide all the peanut butter. Um. So I am drinking an old fashioned I made. I used three ounces of. Basil Hayden, a nice 80 proof. Uh, Basil Hayden's good, a solid, best, solid bottle of bourbon. Best thing in the world for a good old fashioned. Uh, some uh, some sugar, uh, two tablespoons of water, uh, a lot of bitters, because I like a lot of bitters, my old fashions. Rim, you rim the glass. And then I, I forgot to put my big ice cube in the mold. So I just stuck the whole old fashioned in the freezer for like an hour and a half and it came out great. So you got to do what you got to do um no so chat's filling up thank you for joining us everyone uh again small cast tonight small cast big fucking personalities so i think we're all gonna have a good fucking time uh as always except for recently because we've had been just hit with some really busy weeks here over the summer usually as always we're gonna start with what we've all been playing uh it did that usually as always does that make sense did i just enough Okay, fine. Derek, what have you been playing? So before I get into what I've been playing, may I start with, uh, as the wonderful boys on Knowledge Fight would put it, a bright spot. I'll allow it. We could all use one of those. Yeah. So, and I don't know, it's possible John knows about this, but it's, it's also possible not. But um, I have a paid voice acting gig. I will be doing a trailer voiceover for a video game that people know about. I did not know this, Derek. Yes. Awesome. When, what do, the we fuck? Find, when do we get to find out what it is? Uh, I don't know. I still need to okay. record, obviously, the lines. But um, we all know the person who is doing the, you know, who's heading up the marketing campaign for this game. And, Can you say um, it? You will, uh, no, I can't. I am sworn to secrecy until such things. But it is a game that people do know about and is officially announced already. 
It's like mid-level. I'm not. I'm not VA. I'm not doing like a fucking Dragon Age trailer voice, y'all. Derek, like, I will not fucking allow the industry to take you away from us. No, I just no, won't no, let no, it no. happen. It's not abandoned. <laughs> <laughs> Although if I announced that, it would be very fitting. I could Derek, say it, and that dude would probably just be like, "Yeah, that's correct." Yeah, that's De Yeah, he's our main character for months. <laughs> Derek, <laughs> you're an you're an arc two alongside Vin Diesel, aren't you? Yeah, God, exactly. I, I would. I would. I would do horrible things to hear Derek narrate an arc to trailer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she... we'll talk about that more. Um, Dude, that's when, fucking when the time congratulations. Comes. Dude, you fucking deserve it. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, nepotism's involved, right? But, you know. Yeah, but still, who cares? Dude, I've dude done... you got to get yours, man. Get yours. I've done enough little local voice work. And, of course, I do multiple podcasts. And you all know that my voice is wonderful if somewhat unique um so so yeah i'm gonna it's, it's not a it's not a, a a big thing but it's a cool thing and i'm gonna be crowing about it once it's actually out there so you fucking should dude that's outstanding seriously dude that's that's fucking awesome congratulations you deserve it man yeah. anyway shit. bright spot uh aside excuse me hiccup what i've been playing primarily the past couple weeks i'm playing half-life alex um, I don't know why it took me this long to get around to it. Uh, I, I have an Oculus Quest 2. I've had one for a little bit now. And I've played through several games on it, um, both standalone and, um, you know, through the Oculus Link, you know, where you can use it as a PC headset. Right. And I'm a big Half-Life fan. So I don't know. I mean, like Half-Life 2 is formative for me. So I don't know why it took me so long. But I got around to playing Half-Life Alex. I beat Half-Life Alex. One of the best experiences I've had in VR so far. It's an excellent, excellent showcase for what gaming can be in it VR. It got really good fucking reviews, if I it, remember correctly. It deserved it. It's, it's very interactive. It's fun. It's funny. Um, it is very immersive. It is very interesting. It is a... Uh, it feels like Half-Life. Right in, in in VR format, it, it it all of the visual aesthetic and style is there, but but polished and cleaned up for kind of a more modern Which style. Is, I think like really impressive that they were able to do that. I think a lot of people uh, associate developer names with like games, like they see Valve and they're like, oh, Valve can just make another Half Life. But right. how many people from Half Life Two are still there? Like I'm guessing there's been a lot yeah, of turnover. there's been a so lot like, of turnover to make, so, been so fucking make long. a new entry that many years later and have it like feel true to the spirit of the other games yeah. is and, really and hard and alex is is sort of an interqual between one and two it's set i was gonna years I, I was gonna ask you that yeah. it's set several years before half-life 2 uh, and and also one more thing i should say is that uh while i think none of the like gunplay is nearly as detailed and like I also played the the Medal of Honor VR game a few months ago and that was really interesting right because you get something like an M1 Garand and you've actually got a you know grab and like pack you know the the like it's it's a lot more interactive in that regard of having to fiddle with things um and and Alex tries to be a little bit less finicky with the details and a little bit more straightforward in terms of interactivity and a little bit more like gimmicky in a fun way um, but it's set a couple of years before Half-Life 2. You play as Alex. Um, and I don't want to like go through all of the details of the plot or anything, but I, I got to tell you, I when I beat it, it's, a, it's an old enough game. I can kind of give away like the big hook to it. 
right, is please. it oh, yeah, stealth sets up Half-Life 3. Half-Life 3 is coming. Yeah. Half-Life 3 is coming. You think so? You think yes, that's, that's, because think the be end of mm-hmm. Alex specifically goes to the ending of Half-Life episode. 2 Episode 2, where the yeah. very famous cliffhanger was and undoes Dr. Vance's death and sets up a the the sequel hook of of Alex being stuck under the employee of the G-Man but Gordon and and the now no longer dead Dr. Vance setting out to rescue her um so it love... it is explicitly this is how we're going to go from episode 2 to Half-Life 3 I would love to see I I just like you know me I'm not the biggest first person shooter guy in the world I love Half-Life I love love Half-Life is great because Half-Life, too many modern shooters are very dumb shooting galleries, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I miss the days of campaigns that gave you shit to do. Like, it's why I love Titanfall, but I love Doom and Wolfenstein. They are, they, they, they succeed both in their writing and in terms of mechanically being more interesting than the standard Call of Duty walk down hallway, pop, pop, pop. Plus, I got to um, kill the Nazis in Wolfenstein, man. What's, I mean, oh, what's yeah. not the I mean, love? I, I'm due for a replay of Wolf and, of both Wolfenstein games. Well, shit, now I want to well, do it. Fuck. But yeah, Half-Life was, I mean, just masterpiece in game design. Um, and so is Half-Life 2. So knowing that Half-Life 3 is coming has me so excited. It's so weird that this extremely clear statement that not only is Half-Life not dead, but that 3 is on the way really went under mentioned in, in gaming press. I don't, I, so, I think it should have been a bigger thing. I think the reason that didn't happen is because people like are tired of holding their breath for half-life three. That's part of it. And part like, of it's, it's, like, it's a V it's stuck at the end of a VR exclusive PC right. VR exclusive game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the number of do people you, who probably played half-life Alex is pretty Jared, low. Do you think that was, do you think that was a misstep? No, do you I don't think, think putting this on VR, I, a, a make, no, because it's a game that only would have worked in VR. Um, and honestly, I think that Half-Life 3, when it comes, is you're not going to have need to have played Alex to mm-hmm. get where Half-Life 3 is going to pick up. Um, I think that the only thing I'll say is I really hope, really hope that Valve ports this to the PSVR 2. Because more people deserve to get to play it. It's one of the best VR well, experiences I've played. And Valve is not afraid. I mean, Valve is obviously not afraid to put their games on multiple systems so i I think we talked about it on another podcast we were talking about um was it still the nvidia leaks we were talking about interesting things and one of them i think uh, i singled out was a half-life 2 remaster i think was yeah yeah that was on that list and Um, and i kind of flagged that really yeah and i flagged that because i was like valve doesn't really have any precedent or history of doing remasters per se i assume it's a console port if if they're going to that effort because i mean well, it's and on pretty, PC you could clean it up, maybe yeah. add ray tracing, maybe not. It's but, kind of uh, an older game. Like it just it was interesting that they're doing that with that game after this long. And it makes sense to, knowing that Half Life yeah. Three is definitely coming. Yeah. That they're gonna want people to get the opportunity to play mm-hmm. back through Half Life Two. So, yeah, so, that was that was a, a a big thing that I've been playing recently. I've got one question for you, Derek, uh, yeah. and then we'll move on to Jeff here. Um, I have heard from a few people that have played half-life alex that while this is not a out and out horror game it definitely ramps up ramps up the horror tone and aspects compared to half-life one and two there's a lot of um i would say it's it's kind of similar to like ravenholm 
right? The Ravenholm chapter of Half-Life 2, if you right. remember. Yep. Um, it's it's there's a lot of horror elements to it, right? You have to scrounge ammo more than you normally do in Half-Life 2. There's dark sections where all you have is a wrist-mounted flashlight. There's um I mean, dealing with head crabs in a VR space where you have kind of limited movement oh, and control. Yeah, I don't like that. It can be a little stressful. Although, more realistically, the head crabs are also kind of ungainly, right? They waddle slowly on the ground. They need to rear up and give themselves an opportunity before they jump at you, and they can't course correct. So it's you kind of start learning through like, okay, well, hang on. I can pop them before they get out, you know, into the air. I can pop them out of the air. Um, I think I read you can even technically like reach out and grab them if you're quick enough. You can literally just uh, and, and and catch it when it's jumping at your face. So, um, and, and there's a, there's, there's, yeah, there's some good horror elements. There's a great sequence with an unkillable enemy who will one hit kill you, who is blind and operates only on sound, which is a, a really, really interesting chapter. Um, yeah, no, it's, there's definitely some horror elements to it. But see, now you're talking about, cause I always thought that one thing that Half-Life 2, cause I, you guys know me, my two favorite genres are JRPGs and horror. Uh, and one thing I wish Half-Life 2 would have done was really lean into that horror aspect. And I, I think it's really cool that Alex is apparently doing that. So that yeah. gives me hope that whatever Half-Life 3 is going to be. The end of the campaign power trip that is so like standard for Half-Life games at this point is, is I won't give it away for people who might have the opportunity to play it, but oh, it's so fucking cool. Fuck. You're going to make me fuck. I got to play. So can I hook my Oculus up to my PC and play it? Yes. You have with an that? Oculus Quest. You can hook it up with a, um, a, a, a USB-C cable into a USB 3.0 port. And uh, now you need kind of a beefy graphics card to do it. I don't Got know one. what your PC is going with. But, I but think yeah, I can run. and then you can just run. Um, you need to download the Steam VR client. Uh, but yeah, it's excellent. Mm, you're speaking my language, dude. No, Derek, dude, that was a great fucking breakdown of Half-Life Alex, man. Thank it's you for that. It's real fucking good, so play it if you can. Jeff, what are you playing this week, buddy? What have you been playing? Well, not even just this week. What have you been, what have you been playing recently? Uh, I had to look it up because I couldn't remember because I had missed quite a few shows there for a while, uh, and then we didn't do the segment for a bit, so I've been jumping around. Uh, I mean, there's like, there's no there's no games for me this year. We won't beat around the bush. I'm just playing old stuff. Um. I wrapped up my Final Fantasy VII Remake replay. I think I talked about that before. Awesome game. Uh, I started the Uffy DLC, which I still haven't played, and just I think I needed a break from the game. Uh, I'm getting, I'll get back to it soon. So I bounced back Dude, to Mass Effect. Uh, what's that? I was just going to say the Fort Condor minigame is so addictive. We'll see. I, I usually don't do... Oh, you'll game. love it. Oh, All you'll right. love it. I, I think I looked at it, and like it seemed like I had to learn rules, and I was like, this is too much effort. <laughs> um i just I, look i, I just want to hit <laughs> buttons and i just want to win um so i bounced back to mass effect 2 because i last year i played mass effect 1 which is my favorite mass effect game and i got halfway through 2 and i just i don't like uh i, I feel like i'm always a contrarian i just don't like 2 that much like it's a great game it's it's a very well-made game it just doesn't speak to me as much personally One like has this... way better star trek vibes yeah right? i love yeah. the vibe of the first game i like the story a little bit more i know the second game is a little bit more about the personal character stories rather than like the big galaxy one and it just maybe the characters just don't land for me as much as some uh, there's some really good ones no doubt like morden but uh i also hate what they did to the citadel it's like an amazing huge wondrous place in the first game and it's a four level like neon shopping mall in mass effect 2 
is really weird. I'm, I just started three, so I'm glad they kind of restored it a little bit there. But um, yeah, so I, I just burned out on two last year. There's too much shooting. Even playing on easy mode, it was fucking hard. I was dying all the time. But I, I went back to it, and I had a really good time. That ending uh, is still fucks. That ending is still really, really good. I enjoyed the that whole ramp up to the uh, the finish there. Um, See, so yeah, I started three, kind of burned out again. So I'll I'll circle back to that in a little bit. Um, I chipped away Gran Turismo 7 a little bit more. I have one trophy left for the Platinum. I just have to do 30 more online races. But uh, I've been enjoying playing games lately and not having to ice my arms and hands after like I did with Gran Turismo for two months. So... <laughs> Uh, I'm taking it a little bit easier that. now. I'm I'm not in a hurry to get that. Um, so I I decided to finally play the uh, PS5 version of Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy because um, it was on sale. Uh, I wasn't going to replay the first three games because I played them a bunch of times already. And I got like two thirds through four and I was like, fuck. It doesn't feel right without playing the first three. <laughs> yeah. So I literally stopped uh, like kind of right after you, you regroup with Elena. Uh, went right back to the first game. I beat the first game because I play these on like what it, I think there's a difficulty easier than easier because like oh, I just want to fucking get the story. Yeah. And when uh, I think I plowed through the first game in an afternoon, it was probably they disable the timer statistic on easy modes. They disable everything, which sucks. I'm glad their games don't do that anymore. But um, pretty sure I beat it in four hours and 20 minutes or something. There's a joke there. Uh, and then I beat the second game probably in like six and a half or seven hours. So I just started three. Um, and you know, like every time I go back, I'm just, I don't want to talk about it too much because we've talked about Uncharted to death over the years, but I'm always blown away by the leap from one to two. And somehow like that jump is even yeah. bigger than I remember it every time I go back. Uh, I think we all know one hasn't aged particularly well. I still enjoy the story, but man, they didn't focus test games back then because those jet ski... <laughs> barrel whatever the oh my fuck god that is. dude the, the one of the it's, worst it's very clear ever. that nobody played this game until they shipped it because no one would have said this is fun this is a good time that was the yeah. worst dude yes absolutely um, that shit but but when you talk jeff when you talk about the jump quality from uncharted 1 to uncharted 2 like that has to be one of the biggest quality leaps in gaming uh, history right I, I've played like lots of games recently where i'm like oh this is like an uncharted one to two leap and then i now going back to this i'm like oh man i don't know that there's been a lot of games with this you know it's it's not just the visuals it's like the way it plays well it's uh, the cinematic it's, nature of it like the train yeah. hanging off the mountain and mm -hmm. and oh god uncharted 2 is so and just the good. scale of it like uh i mean we know how naughty dog does this is they work their employees to death so I'm, I don't want to overlook that fact, but yeah, I still can't believe what they were able to accomplish on the PlayStation 3 hardware. Um, just the the scope of some of those rooms and levels and stuff like that. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, just just mind blowing still. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm a few hours into three now. I should be wrapping that up shortly and then I'll bump back to four and and play Lost Legacy and that'll be that. Uh, Je Jeff, I can I raise a point real quick and see yeah. what you think? But So <clears throat> I think that the one thing that the Uncharted games didn't really nail until uncharted 4 was um third person gunplay that feels tight and good. yeah we were like, talking about that in the discord because we were talking about tomb raider 2013 and i remember when tomb raider 2013 came out uh the story was whatever but i was like man this is like what an uncharted game would feel like if it, the shooting felt good because yeah even uh going back through them i noticed immediately from one to two it's a little better three actually has uh, a noticeable improvement from two but i agree it's not until um four but yeah it's just there's no i don't know i'm not a game designer there's no there's some it's missing something there's no yeah yep 
uh, I don't know if it's the hit reaction or the, the you know, obviously the haptics in the PS5 version of 4 help a lot, but... Um, I mean, aiming yeah, the, just sucks in, in 1 and 2. That, that's why right? I'm playing them on like, easy. Like, the shooting's not fun, so I don't want to yeah. spend a lot of time shooting. Like... <laughs> Um, but no, definitely. I agree. It was not, uh, you know, everything else. Um, I, th- I think it stands out more because the rest of the game is su- at such a high level in terms of, um, the technical bar that, yeah, that, that shooting, oof. but you know, they were coming off, uh, what was the, was it Jack that they did before that? So obviously, you know, new to the, the shooter genre. Right. Correct. Yeah. Mm, hang on. When did, when did, uh, last of us. One come. Last of Us One came out in two thousand and. Was that between two and it three was, or between three? No, and it was two thousand eight because I played it in Afghanistan. No, Last of Us uh, was twenty thirteen. Uncharted three was twenty eleven. Uncharted two was two thousand nine. So it was and between one was three. Oh, and I was talking about Uncharted. I was I, what I meant was Uncharted. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So Uncharted anyway. one two thousand seven. So I got a question for you, Jeff. Yeah. Who was your favorite uh, teammate in the Mass Effect series? Uh, There's you know, a couple like... of correct answers. But... <laughs> the correct uh, answer is Thane. I mean, I I'm still you early like in three, so boy. don't don't quiz me on three. Uh, yeah. I know people like Thane. I'm a I can't help it. Garrus is a classic. Um, a good one. I, I love. I think the the entire crew from the first game, except for Ashley, uh, which obvious reasons, yeah. uh, is, is probably my right. favorite. Yeah. Rar nailed it in chat. It's Tali for me. Mm. Tali's really good. Although that voice. Where mm. I I don't I'm know what the context was in here. Did did they not unmask Tally somewhere? And it was just the most boring, unimaginable. Yeah, originally in Mass Effect originally, Three, they did, and it was like okay. a badly photoshopped stock photo. And they yeah, it was did a stock it with photo the legendary model. edition, and it's a little more creative. Okay, yeah. but she's still just a hot a hot girl, basically. Yeah, all like, right. That's what Tali sure, is. but that's aliens yeah. in a Star Trek inspired universe. Anyway, yeah, who would win in a fight? You were you were drawn. It's very true. I'm watching Star Trek Discovery right now. They they get a little bit more creative, but every Star Trek, it's like green human, blue human, red Shepherd. human. That's a really good Rex. I've been over here bullshitting anyway. Continue. That's anyway. Jeff, what else, you got anything else, buddy? No, that's uh that's pretty much it. And um yeah, we'll see what the the rest of the year brings. Well, in that case, I will take the baton here. And I've been, I saw, I've been playing a couple things. Uh, first and foremost, first and foremost, I got to talk about that Live Alive demo that dropped this past week. So Live Alive, if you don't know, uh, is an, an HD 2D remake of the original 1994 Super Nintendo game that never came to the United States. And um, this is one of those games, we first learned about this game's existence, actually, in the Nintendo Direct that I was watching with Derek. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you freaked like, out, and I was like, I don't know. What, I was like, this yeah. looks like some Super Nintendo game I never fucking played, and it sure was. So yeah, and I was like, live, alive, What the fuck? Um. So the the last thing I imagined we would ever get an HD two D remake of, of all things, live, alive is live, alive is one of those games that, um, would have been huge uh, if it had ever made it over here, but it just didn't. Now this is the game. Excuse me. This is the, so I'll, most of the team that worked on Live Alive went on to develop Chrono Trigger. Uh, so that's the game's pedigree. So Live Alive uh, involves seven characters with an eighth unlockable character that I won't talk about right now because uh, I, I do know the story of the game. Um, but Live Alive focuses on 
uh, different characters in different time periods. Uh, there's a character that is in so there's a character that is in prehistoric times, uh, and the language is all grunts. There's no actual spoken because they there's no language yet. So all the text bubbles are just grunts, and you have to figure out what they're saying based on like you know their you know their you know sprite animations and stuff like that. Uh, there's uh there's a Wild West chapter, uh, which looks so fucking cool. Uh, there is Imperial China, Feudal Japan, um, the present day, the near future, uh, the far future, uh, and and it, and eventually all these stories do kind of come together and mesh. Think Octopath Traveler, but with more character interaction between the party. I mean, I'm um, I'm in based on what little I've seen. I you know I've got a backlog of JRPGs, but this sounds super up my alley. Well, so it also has now I had never played Live Alive before, and I can confirm to you this has one of the coolest battle systems I have ever played in a JRPG. Um we found so, a Super Nintendo JRPG John didn't play. So I know it's it's rare, but it happens. Uh so basically, so in cla in most classic Super Nintendo games, Super Nintendo RPGs specifically, you've got your party on one side of the screen. And you've got your enemies on another side of the screen, right? That is not the case with Live Alive. In Live Alive, uh, you are on a big grid. So there's a real tactical element to it. You've got your health and you've also got an action bar. And every time, and you can move freely whenever you want. But every time you move, that action bar fills up. And when the action bar fills up, you get to do whatever. But while you're moving, the enemy's action bar fills up as well. Fat for uh, all in chat is, is describing it as kind of like proto chrono. So it's like proto chrono with an element, believe it or not, of mystery dungeon. Because every time you move, every time you move, your and the, the enemies time. Yeah, right. Exactly. And they don't need to move. They don't necessarily. The enemy won't necessarily move. But every time you move, their action bar you can see gets more and more full. Uh, so it's, so there is a heavy strategic element to it. Um, and different attacks, uh, different attacks target different squares, right? Like for example, big AOE attacks might target, uh, uh, three squares around you in every direction, but there are some squares where it targets, uh, it's almost like chess where it will target every other square diagonally. So, so the strategy element is, is far more prevalent than what you would see in like your standard uh active time battle system like from a final fantasy game right um and it 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 is is such a cool fucking system i had so much fun with it i played the demo i played through the demo twice uh the it's not very long um in fact it's there's three chapters but you only play the opening kind of like little bit of each chapter uh and um you have the option to carry your save over but i'm not going to do that i want to start this game fucking fresh when it came out, uh, I just, I was not, ex I was very excited about it because I've always wanted to play Live Alive. I was not expecting, I was not anticipating to love it as much as I already do. Um, this was already my most anticipated game of the year, but playing the demo twice has only reinforced that. Um, I, this is, this is going... Wait, hold on. Wily Wars and Assault Suit Lanos on NSO? I'll, really? You keep talking about what you're talking about. I'll I'll do I'll do the research. 
Anyway, um, Live Alive is shaping up to be something truly fucking special. Um, I I cannot believe just how much and each chapter like and it, granted i've only played through the beginning portions of the of three chapters right because that's all the demo will let you play but everything feels so unique even the battle like for example derek the battle like the battle theme in feudal japan is uh decidedly different from the battle from the battle theme in um imperial china and the far future and so on and so forth uh the battle themes are unique and have styles that mesh really well with the time periods that uh that you're you know whatever time period you're playing in i cannot fucking wait i cannot fucking wait for july 22nd um and i'm frustrated because xenoblade chronicles 3 releases the next week and i'm sure that's going to be good but I'm I'm frustrated with Nintendo for dropping it a week after Live Alive because Live Alive deserves a wide fucking audience. Um, this is shaping up to be something fucking. Yeah, but, I mean, Live awesome. Alive is gonna hit like hardcore older uh, JRPG that's true. fans looking for nostalgia. That's true, and that's not gonna lose out because of Xenoblade. Like it's 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 they're both JRPGs, but they're kind of aiming at different parts of the JRPG market if that makes sense. And I think a lot of people who are going to have to decide between one, if they care, they're going back for the other at some point. I am so excited for people to experience this game. Um, I can't fucking wait. I'm so happy. Uh, The other, I've been playing a couple other things. So I tried the resident evil Two remake um, PS five version. And I am very sad to report that the haptic feedback is great. It it, it 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 brings a whole new dimension to Resident Evil 2. And that's fantastic. Unfortunately, when you turn on ray tracing, at least on PS5, the... PC2. What's that? PC2. I know what you're going to say. PC2. Yeah. The frame rate yep. takes a little bit of a nosedive, let's say. They're not it's great not updates, great. unfortunately. They're not. Especially not with their ray tracing implementation. I've seen that apparently on PC at least, if you take the exact same settings, ray tracing off everything on the like Resident Evil 2, you get almost like a 30% frame rate drop for the mm-hmm. exact same game. It's, it's just not a well done update and port. At all. And I don't, think they're gonna, I don't think they're going to fix it. And I don't think they will. Interesting I think they will. It, Capcom wants... That I mean, here's the thing: the problems exist on consoles too, so Capcom's sure gonna fix it. But Capcom's also trying to keep their PC strategy more in check, right? They want to serve that market because PC gamers have been buying Capcom games. So that's it's interesting because it, from what I understand, it's basically the same ray tracing implementation that Resident Evil Eight had. The difference being that's first person with a smaller field of view. Yeah. So I, I I was talking to a couple other people who were interested to see when that third person mode drops. Resident Evil 8 to see what the ray tracing performance is like in third person mode on, on consoles. Well, and I wonder, A, it. a lot of people, and it's funny because I read a lot of people who say like the Resident Evil 8 PC port was bad. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I played every modern Capcom game that's come out on PC, Monster Hunter aside. Um, and they've run great on PC. They've, they, they have a couple of weird little graphics things where like 
you know, this lighting implementation is a little fuzzy, but that's not uncommon on PC games, unfortunately. They have to know, like, no, I need this specific anti-aliasing setting or else it's going to look weird and blocky. Um, but, I mean, maybe it's just a matter of trying to staple that onto the existing game didn't go so well. I don't know. All I know is, is like, I, I was really excited and I turned the ray tracing on and, like, 30 seconds later, I turned it off. I was like, oh, It doesn't man, add this... that much either. Honestly, it, I, I didn't notice a huge difference. Like that's weird though, Derek, that, that the PC has the same problem. You'd think that it would be, well, the PC's problem. Would... See, it's, it's kind of different issues, right? Because the problem with consoles is that anytime you want ray tracing on consoles, on AMD hardware, you are eating into the compute power of the graphics card. I mean, that's just the nature of it, right? You have less to work with, so it's going to suffer somewhere, whether it's in resolution, frame rate, what have you. And on PC, it really kind of depends on the hardware you're working with because NVIDIA-based graphics cards have those dedicated tensor cores for ray tracing. So to some extent, if you have an RTX graphics card, ray tracing doesn't really eat much into your performance. The problem on PC is that it's Capcom doesn't seem to really know how to work with DirectX 12 very well. Um, so that's that's proving to be a problem for these games. But, you know. Capcom's gonna do at least some fixes. They're gonna hope so, they man. I hope so because I would love to play it with Ray. But I'll tell you what, though, the haptic feedback on the PS5 controller is really fucking cool. Um, I I love that shit. So I mean, I I guess it is what it is. Like it doesn't look. It doesn't take away from the game. It still looks great. It runs great. You can turn the. You're not losing anything on PS5. The games were lookers turning... on PS4. So if you can just yeah. run it on PS5 in higher resolution and frame rate, like, ta-da. Yeah, and they ran fucking great on PS4. So, you know, you know, do as you will, I guess. Um, the only other thing I've been playing, so the other thing I've been playing was the Capcom Fighting Collection. Yeah. Uh, which Super Puzzle Fighter, uh, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo is one of my favorite PS1 games. So I've been playing a shitload of that just because I fucking love it. I've been playing Darkstalkers. Uh, I'm an old school Darkstalkers fan. I've also been playing Red Earth, which, Derek, I don't know if you ever played Red Earth. No, uh, absolutely not. Okay. It's never left Japan. It was only an arcade I didn't, game, I, right? I, I, I didn't know if you, there was like a ROM for There were a couple or... of um, Red Earth characters in uh, Capcom Fighting Evolution for the PS2, but that game sucked shit. So. I'll tell you what doesn't suck shit is Red Earth because, dude, Red Earth has some of the best sprite animation I I have ever seen. Like we are like Capcom that was, was around the same time as like Street Fighter Three, so it has right. like Street Third Fighter Strike. Three level yeah. animation. Yeah. yeah, and it's really and of course you know Street Fighter Three Third Strike is still to this day some of the finest uh, sprite animation that the industry has to offer to this day. Red Earth is on that level. <sighs> You you owe it to yourself to play. I mean, Red I'm to get this collection just to play some Darkstalkers because I used to play uh, Darkstalkers two so much. We I actually had right an arcade game, an arcade machine nearby, and I, I played a lot of Darkstalkers too. So I slipped right back into Dimitri Man. It emulated was so cool. a lot of Vampire um, Savior. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. People in people in chat playing Red Earth. Yeah, it's fucking awesome, Derek. You'll 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 love it. Uh, but yeah, no, that's what I've been playing. Uh, Live Alive. Uh, I tried some Resident Evil two. Um, with ray tracing, and I've been playing a, a ton of Capcom Fighting Collection. This is just a, it's just just a great fucking bundle. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Look at that. Look at that. Forty minutes talking about what we've been playing. We've had, it's Perfect. been a good night. 
perfect. What do we got now, Derek? You want to talk Nintendo about Nintendo Direct? Direct? Let's talk about the Let's Nintendo Partner Direct. It's funny because we've all been expecting a big Nintendo Direct, and we have been thoroughly denied. Um, no Nintendo first-party stuff in the month of June, which is unusual. It's been a very long time. How long has it been? I'm not going to look it up right now. That would take too much time. But it's been a long time since there hasn't been a June big E3-style Nintendo Direct. I think the uh, last they're too was afraid there... to come back without Metroid Prime Four. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can't. Did we even have one in 2020, Derek? Yeah, because even without E3, they've done their own standalone <laughs> directs. Um, but interesting. Okay, so we had this 30 minute mini direct. If it's 30 minutes, it's not mini. Let's make that clear. Yeah, this um, is. Yeah, yeah, and it was a partner direct. So it was almost entirely focused on third party mm-hmm. titles. Um. I have a list pulled up of everything that was announced here. And let's be clear. A lot of this was ports. A lot of this was ports. um, But even the stuff that was ports, I thought was really interesting. Um, Do we want to just go through this kind of in in order of reveal? Yeah, let's do it, man. Yeah, because some of the stuff we're just going to breeze right over. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. We've seen so many trailers for Sunbreak at this point. Very cool. It's not today. Out yeah. today. Oh, that's true. Uh, very cool. You want to show off Shigaru Magala, but like we knew that was going to happen when you announced Gore Magala was in. <laughs> it's fine. It's it's a launch trailer for Sunbreak. Cool, right? The game's going to do well, uh, or the the expansion is going to do. Um, near Automata. Uh, Switch Switch version. Like I I I I must be bugging because I thought this was already on Switch. No, no, not at all. Yeah, dude. And clearly In not. Fact, so here is my frustration with Nier Automata on Switch, right? Um, and this I'm is a frustration. Listening. This is a frustration I've heard echoed from people. And my frustration isn't so much with Nier Automata itself, because I love Nier Automata. Uh, and it, it, the more platforms it's is playable, it the lack on, of the, its superior the better. No. <laughs> I'm frustrated because you're telling me that you could do a, a, a port of Nier Automata that runs on the Switch, runs natively on the Switch, and you couldn't do the same for the Kingdom Hearts PS2 games. It doesn't make... They decided not to. They just didn't. (laughs) And it doesn't make Well, we'll see how performance is on the Switch version. Let's let's see how that goes. It apparently runs at a nice 30 frames a second and docked. A docked is 1080p and undocked is 720p. And it's Which, 30. Um, okay. Look, stable that, 30 I, will be okay. That's really impressive because I think the PS4 version was 900p and like 45 to 50 frames per second. So like Something 1080, like that. 30 on yeah. Switch is, that's a great port if it's yeah. stable. I'll, and I'll it take good it, in the trailer. Like it doesn't look it like does. a lot of cutbacks. I just wish they had also announced Replicant, right? It's mm. very weird now that both games are available on modern systems that only, auto- mm. but I mean, Automata is the one that, that blew up and is still far more popular. Uh, I'm just grumpy as somebody who played the original Nier back in the day and wishes more people did. I guess. Well, what, what's, I think Replicant is better than Automata. I'm, but, it's, that's not an opinion. That's a fact, but continue. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I think, uh, I'll frame it this way. I think there are things Replicant does better than Automata. 
um like run for I'm example like it, it runs better it runs better play. oh i don't well okay the the like replicant the version that was re-released does yeah. the original That's what I, i'm talking about no 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 no. i'm talking about the re-release yeah um uh yeah uh i i but think I there are jameson there are... price's big thick daddy voice on pop and ear <laughs> in the original version and i don't know who's voicing uh twink near and replicant but i have no idea yeah Anyway. But uh, yeah, no. So yeah, near Automata was so like I feel like there have been rumors about this forever, right? Like near Automata was going to come to Switch. Sure, this I, yeah seems like yeah. rumor bait. I I I think it's great that it's available on yet another platform, uh, and I think it's going to be really cool to be able to take near Automata on the go. I'll pick it up for sure. Yeah, I'd uh, love to play through that again. We have an announcement of uh, Lorelai and the Laser Eyes. I skimmed the fuck over that, Derek, because... It didn't catch my attention, I will admit, but here's the thing. It's the devs behind Sayonara Wild Hearts. Okay, so all right. Bare so minimum, that... bare minimum, like, Justin is, is going to well, be I, so into this. Well, I also loved Sayonara Wild Hearts, so that game, that game was fucking great. Um, but yeah, maybe I should go back and actually pay attention to the trailer for... Lorelai and the Laser Eyes? It looked interesting. I need, I need to see more. But see, that's the thing. Like, Sayonara Wild Hearts also, the first time I saw it, did not wow me. And it really took playing it to understand, like, oh, no, this rules. Right. So it's probably, I assume it's going to be the same way with Lorelai and the Laser Eyes. But there's not much to go off of. I'm, I'm there based on the, the developer repu or, uh, reputation, but that's it. What else we got there? What was next? Super Bomberman R2. This looks delightful. Yeah. Uh, this looks delightful. I, 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 I mean, Super did, did, did both of you play Super Bomberman R on any, any system it launched on? I did, and I also played Bomberman 64, which is one of the best N64 games. The whole, all three um, six, Nintendo 64 Bomberman games were, like, top tier. But I've never played a Bomberman game. Play the N64 game. Oh, Jeff, you you're missing to. out, dude. They're very good. But Great like couch most of games. them are yeah, fine, but the N64 games are really good. Really fucking good. Really I good just, like adventure platformer action games. I just think it's cool that Bomberman is getting acknowledged yeah, in 2022. I just wish you know? that there were more complex games than we put you on a grid full of blocks like the Super Nintendo formula. I mean, that's kind of Bomberman, right. though. Like, I mean, that's... Again, I don't know, man. I played Bomberman 64, Bomberman 64 Second Attack, Bomberman Hero on N64, and then played Jetters and Generations on the GameCube. That's so, five very different games. What you're saying, Derek, is that you want Bomberman I... Dating Sim. Uh, no. Um, no? No. And I don't want Bomberman Act Zero, either. Uh, but no, I just, I, I think I just wish they would be slightly more. Here's the thing. Super Bomberman R made sense coming out of Konami because it was probably very cheap to make and very easy design. I and Super Bomberman that. R2 yeah. likewise looks very easy to design and very cheap to make compared to making another full blown, like actual adventure game out of Bomberman. So, but that's fine. Like it, I'm happy to see it. I'm happy to see that Bomberman R did well and that our, our, weird mouthless lad will continue to have releases he's got a mouth somewhere Derek. he's not he dead under konami and that's good that's more than many can say rest in what peace else? bloody roar what else we got oh dude fucking 
I just yeah, this put is Bloody a big War one. on my Vita, and I'm really sad because this is this is going to be a big one. Uh, and it's been a long time waiting on Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. Yes, coming Jeff, to I, presumably every system. I'm pretty sure. I believe it's it's going to come to every system. Yeah, it's like um, every system. I mean, actually, the other know, Mega Man connection. I don't believe it's coming to Xbox. That would be weird. Uh, Jeff, have you ever played any of the uh, Battle Network games? Nope. Oh, buddy, you're missing out there. These are some great, uh, great tile based card, uh, uh, like card based RP. (laughs) Whatever, man. Like, like, (laughs) no disrespect to those kind of games. It's a weird blend of like real time action card RPG, like. Yeah, top, like it's 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 a it's weird cha- series, it's, but it's the Kingdom Hearts chain of memories of of Mega Man games. That's the that's that's the you closest. managed to say something that lost both me and Jeff. Yeah, look, again. <laughs> look, I'm all I'm saying is all I'm saying is Mega Man Battle Network is fucking awesome, except for Meg, except for four. Mega Man Battle Network Four is see not I like great, four, but I recognize that it's it's not what a lot of people were looking for. It's certainly not my favorite, right? It's not two or three, two I, or three. Well, I think sure, the, but I like it more than one. So, yeah, I don't know about all when that. This, but when this comes, I'm gonna skip one, start with two, and play through them all. I'll probably do the but, same thing. Yeah, um, coming later than I thought it would, though, Derek. Not till not not till next year. Uh, I was Shit, expecting this I missed a, that part. God yeah. damn it. I was excited to do this sometime this fall. No, Fuck. we got it. We got a bit to wait, man. Fuck a I digital a little, duck. I was a little. Is that digital? Is that a thing that exists? Digital duck? It, it, I'm sure it does in the battle okay. network world. I probably probably does. Would you fuck the it? dog houses have Ethernet ports? So that's uh, true. In that, case no, the right dog wants to get on the Internet. So. Yeah, I was, and Derek, there's no release date either. It's just 2023, so who fucking knows when we'll actually play it next year. I, I'm Late just spring. happy. I'm happy that it exists. Let's yeah. say that. I'm just happy that we're finally. And I think this is the last. No, never. I was gonna say this is the last Mega Man series to get a collection, but no, we still don't have a Legends collection. So it would just be well, it'd be three games because you got Tron Bone, and you also got the Star yeah. Force games. Yep. So, so you know, what else, yeah. Derek? What's next? Pac-Man World Remake. Pac-Man World Repack. That, um, this was actually a great PlayStation game. Was it a PlayStation game? Or it was, was it a PS1 game? game. It was I a thought PS1 Pac-Man game. World was... I'm like 99% positive it was a, it they, was a PS1 it game. It looks Pac-Man really World good, so they must have remade it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah, remake. It was PS1. It's not yeah. a remaster. It's it a, a remake. PS1 game. It was a PS1 game. It was a great fucking platformer, dude. Like, like people... Did not people give speak game fondly credit. about the Pac-Man World series, if I remember correctly. I, I've never played them, and I like, I like my platformers. So <laughs> you are in for a treat. I need a reason to give a shit about Pac-Man because I do not. I generally don't give a shit about Pac-Man either. I don't give a fuck about his stupid big dumb head and the fact that he eats pellets. I don't give a shit about that. But Pac-Man, uh, Pac-Man World is a great reinvention of uh, of the Pac-Man genre. Uh, and I, I am happy that it is coming back to a uh, to a wider audience. Uh, yeah, dude, if you haven't played it, do yourself a favor and well, pick I'm this one up. It's fucking soon. fantastic, dude. It's fantastic. Yeah. What's next, Derek? What's next? What have we got? There was this very lovely little indie game called Blanc. Um, 
I don't remember this one. It's the one with the, it's all in black and white, and it's the the deer fawn and the wolf pup. I must Not, have tuned out. Wow. Well, maybe you should look it up and see if you recognize it. I'm going to post the trailer. I'm going to post, post the, the trailer. trailer in the chat. Post Ooh, the trailer well, in the chat. Let me see this. Play it. <laughs> deer and fox. So black and white deer and fox. Deer and, and wolf. Wolf pup. There, I posted deer and wolf the pup. Deer and wolf pup. Okay, here this it is. This looks like a lovely little indie kind of puzzle adventure game. And I'm sure there's going to be a sequence somewhere in the middle to end that's going to absolutely break my fucking heart. Because that's how these one things of, one of those either, animals is not making it through. They're not making yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. one of those animals is going to die. This is going to be this is going to be like a Bambi's mom moment for sure. I get to, like, hey man, I watched Fox and the Hound. You can't fool me. And right? It's going to be the it's going to be the wolf. The wolf's going to bite it. That makes sense. Listen, listen. This game looks lovely. It looks adorable. And I'm the animation's choosing... really good. Yeah, I know it's very pretty. Like. Oh, that, I like, that, I like that dog's going to fucking die and it's going to suck. You know it is, Derek. What's next? Let's they move on from the, the tragedy. The deer. Deers are just very large rats. They're um, also delicious. I've had venison before, yeah. That's Dude, good. Venison jerky is really fucking good. Venison for like a burger is pretty good. Um, Interesting. So uh, we got a new trailer for Return to Monkey Island, which I'm really excited for. Uh, can I say, I love the old Monkey Island games, and I missed a couple of the more recent ones. I never like, played the old Monkey Island games, even though I love the point-and-click adventure games like King's Quest in here and Quest for Glory when I was younger. Um, Monkey Island would be so up your, your alley. I don't know. It probably would. Um, my my thing with Monkey Island right now is the way that Ron Gilbert's being treated, but we can we'll get, talk it. About we'll, that we'll get into that. But this we'll game, I think it looks lovely. I actually really like the shift in the art style as this very like, especially because this is meant to be not a new sequel to the latest Monkey Island game, but it's going to ignore the last couple Monkey Island games and be like a direct sequel to, okay, thank you, Delaby and chat, a direct sequel to Monkey Island 2, uh, you know, from the original creators and developers. So I love that. And I like the idea that the graphics are kind of ignoring the art shift that happened with some of the later games. I, I think it's I think it's gorgeous. I think it looks charming. Um I'm I'm really excited about it. I loved Monkey Island so much. I should probably go back and play the first one. First two. This the is first gonna two? be this is gonna be a new Monkey Island three, basically. So interesting. Okay, so it's not a remake. No, it's a new game. It's a sequel that ignores the latest couple of games. So Okay. All right, fascinating. Yeah. All right, it's, what's next, Derek? What, what, what was announced next? Well, we got some extended gameplay on Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. I didn't, I didn't care about I, the first one. I've heard it's I very like, good. I know it's a lot very of people good. are looking forward to this. It's oh, very man, good. Whatever. I, I, I like the first one. I'm having a hard time getting jazzed about the second one. For I, some have reason. Ex- I, I have room in my heart for exactly three uh, strategy RPGs at any given point in time. And unfortunately... Tactics Ogre, Final Fantasy Tactics, and Marvel's Midnight Suns are pretty much ta- yeah. the three that are taking up my queue. So this just doesn't get the to place. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? There's a game called Little Noah: Scion of Paradise. 
Yeah, that know. was the one that you know what the artwork for that looked like like bravely default stuff, That's didn't cute. it? It's very like it looks all right. I think it's, it's meant to be like thing. a roguelike or something. It's cute. I don't know. Shit. There's not much to say about it. Like, I guess I wanna I wanna see more. A couple of these games really didn't get a lot of focus. Right? Little Noah came and went. So that was the case for a few of these games, yeah. Yeah. This rail grade game that's next, this uh, train, um, you know, building yeah, see, simulate. I, I don't even fucking remember. I don't remember that at about. all. I don't remember that RPG time, The Legend of Right. Uh, don't remember that. Yeah, I don't remember uh, that All either. of those were, so Little Noah was 35 second segment. Rail grade. Yeah, there you go. Was, uh, let's see, 49 seconds. RPG time. 31 seconds these yeah. burned through and there was like no time for them to make an impact on it. Mm-hmm. so i just need to see more um, this isn't really fair to the game right like kind of but i mean i i get i think these are all like much smaller devs and much smaller well the side games is pretty big but i think it's a small game from them so i don't oh, know it's, it's fine um we got to look at Another look at Sonic Frontiers, which we've seen a lot of recently. We so have not had a chance to talk about Sonic Frontiers at all <laughs> on this podcast. Can I, can I start? This actually... I think it's time to talk for a bit about Sonic Frontiers because we've had oh, no God. opportunity to talk about this This game. is the only thing I've seen of the game. I haven't followed. I think I had it. I kept hearing about this Sonic Origins. This is probably Origins, the best showing for was... the game yet. That's a low bar, Derek. It is, um, but... But I, I think, like, I don't know. I try not to be too down on the stuff I saw, but the art style is just super ugly to me. Like, um, it's those, we, we took, so we took Mario looks, and put him in a stock Unreal, Unreal Engine, Engine field. <laughs> I know. Like, I, cause um, I haven't played a lot of Sonic games. The only one I really played was generations on X Xbox backwards. Compatibility. That's a very so good one. Bright and colorful. And like, I'm looking at the green of this and it's just like, really Hire dull. this man. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just, Look, it looks I've got like- I've got friends, right, who are so stoked for this game. And genuinely, I don't want to be a downer because I'm tired of being a downer. I don't like to be a downer about much of anything. Like if I don't think I'm going to like a game or I'm not excited for it, I'm not going to sit around and talk about it a bunch. I'm going to focus on a game that I am excited for. Uh, there's enough negativity out there. If the game's not like problematic, then it's not worth me focusing on. But Sonic has had a uniquely bad run of things. And this, man, I don't know. It's been a rough there, few showings. I don't know what they're doing far... with this big overworld. So, Derek, I have said numerous times that Sonic belongs in the 2D space. He does not translate I well. I don't agree with that. To the 3D space. There I have don't been agree far, with that at all. There have been far more disastrous 3D Sonic games than, than there, there have There have been a lot of disastrous 2D Sonic games. Sonic fans can't even agree if they like the 2D games that much because Sonic fans hate and love the Advance series, but maybe just Advance 1, but maybe not Advance 1. Maybe definitely Advance 2 and 3. No, fuck those games. Sonic Rush was good. Sonic Rush is just hold the boost button to win. We don't even talk about Sonic Rivals. Episode 4 never happened. Like, the 2D games have a bad track record. So Pretty much anything since okay. the Genesis has a bad track record. So one thing I think we can all agree on 
is that Sonic Frontiers looks like a generic open world game that they just dropped Sonic in. Kinda. Like that's that's. It what looks like it they looks really like. wanted to do Breath of the Wild with Sonic. They really yes yes. Without they thinking did. about whether or not that makes any sense. And so so you know what's funny is that after the trailer, I after the first time we saw the trailer, I picked up my Switch and I fired up Sonic Mania. Great. And I was uh, yeah, and I was like this like. This is what Sonic's supposed to look like, like checker rolling checkerboard hills and fuck like I, I just I can't get excited about this. Shit. Here's the I thing, just can't. Man. Here's the thing. OK, I'm going to hit you with with some indisputable facts. All right. Okay? Just be gentle. I'm going to be gentle because I'm not here to be combative, but I do want to hit you with indisputable facts coming from somebody who is not a Sonic fan. I would not describe myself as a Sonic fan. I enjoy many Sonic games, but I don't have any piece of my identity built around Sonic as a franchise. Yeah. Sonic Adventure was not the worst possible first step of Sonic into 3D, right? Sonic Adventure 2 cleaned that up a little bit. I still think the Sonic and Shadow Stages especially and Adventure 2 are pretty solid. Heroes is a bit messy, but like you can see where they're working on a 3D Sonic formula, right? And, and maybe work on how they add and remove gimmicks from that. But there's something there that can potentially work. Sonic 06 was bad because it was unfinished, right? But, like, there's nothing about what that game was trying to be that couldn't have worked, potentially, if it had just been fucking finished. And that's why, again, you go to Sonic Unleashed. What's the problem? The Werehog stages. Daytime stages are great. Sonic Colors, great. Sonic, Sonic Colors is great. I will give you Sonic, Sonic Colors, Colors is great. Is great. Sonic Generations is great. Sonic Forces <laughs> could have been great. Because it's it the wasn't. same basic foundation. It was just mimetically fucking stupid and buggy. So, and then you get stuff like Lost War. Like, that's the problem is Sonic Team can't look at what works in 3D Sonic and go, okay, we got to stop building off this, right? And, and throwing extra shit. Stop throwing werehogs in there. Stop trying to give you like character swapping. Like, let's just make a 3D Sonic game that works. That's like the daytime Unleashed stages or the 3D stages in uh, Colors and, and uh, Generations. And they instead had to keep throwing shit out and starting over. And, I mean, that's the curse of Sonic Team. If, I don't know sure. what the fuck is going on, man. I'm just not sure we need an open-world Sonic game. No. Like, I, I just, I don't think that... I don't think that that particular genre lends its well to a character like Sonic. Like, I... I don't like what a lot of people say about like, you know, these games have to be about speed. Cause I mean, again, if I go back to those Genesis games, like speed, fast, speed is a reward for doing well and knowing the levels, but they're platformers, right? They're not, they're not hold right roller coasters. They're platformers and you've got to slow down and you've got to make decisions and they've got interesting enemies and bosses. And there's been so little of that. I don't know, man, Sonic, is a mixed bag. Let's face I it, Sonic is a mixed bag. Another non-Sonic team developer get some money to make a big Sonic. Indeed. Sonic Boom doesn't count because there was no money behind that game. <laughs> All right, what's next, Eric? What's next? What do we got next? Disney Dreamlight Valley. Yeah, what do we got next? <laughs> uh, that was like the one game I was actually interested in. All right, in we'll, we'll talk about it. I don't know. I'm, no, I, I mean, I'm. I don't yeah, have anything to. I don't you, have anything to say. Like, there's like very little shown. Just I yeah. think 
on one hand, I acknowledge it just looks like a giant Disney ad. Right. Uh, like yeah. it's Disney's very high on its own property. Disney's um, whole existence has been very yeah. like, please build a para parasocial relationship with our IP now. But Which, like it's a little weird. They got me, so the I know, idea. But of that's like, the thing. I grew up on Disney movies yeah. and then they bought Marvel, so like fuck. All those years I spent reading comic books. Yeah, you got so me I mean, by the short and curlies. I, I love Disney Infinity before it shut down. Um and just getting to exist in a space, yeah, with like all this shit that I love. And it's like right up my alley in terms of like there's customization, there's like a little bit of Sims, there's a little bit of Animal Crossing. It looks Crossing like a variety there. game, basically. My my red flag is it's launching in early access and like <laughs> yeah, hey, oh, working early access. <laughs> small small five team indie studio launching a game on Steam in early access, thumbs up to you. That's a great way to get your game out there, get some feedback it, and build right. it with your community. A game with Disney's name on it launching in early access. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. not right. So I've got it's very low expectations. There. <laughs> very low expectations. But what I, I even hope is it's... this game? Like, what is this? Like, like it was like a social game. Like, what? Yeah, make make friends with Disney characters. Make friends with Disney characters. Yeah. Cook like... with with Mr. Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. What? A, yeah. Okay, fine. I guess. Like, I don't I... Know. It's not. There's not What's gonna be Spider Man, so I don't. I don't care. Well, then I'm not um, interested. Who cares? Yeah. What's next? Spider-Man's not in Kingdom Hearts 4. Psh, what's the point? Um, Live Alive. I already gave you enough fucking time on Live oh, Alive. Oh, hold on. Hold on. We got to go back to Live Alive. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Uh, I've already talked about Live Alive. A uh, Doraemon Story of Seasons crossover? Which I don't even actually, know what the fuck that means, Derek. You what know, is that? You not know what Doraemon is? No. That's like a very like retro, very classic japanese like kids is, is it show derek comic. derek is it some anime bullshit it's it's like proto anime bullshit then why would i know about it i don't know like why would you why do you know about like speed racer shit man because speed racer is part of the cultural zeitgeist of when i was a kid yeah. <laughs> like like go whatever the fu- i can't what goemon goemon yeah i don't know what the hell yeah that yeah, Doraemon. I don't know what that is. Doraemon. Anyway, you know what Story of Seasons is? Harvest Moon. Right, okay. Right, because they had to change the name because of the switch of publishers. But it's, it's, I, I do it's remember Harvest that Moon. So I think this was originally a Super Nintendo game, if I remember right. Like, this is one of the earlier um, Story of Seasons games. What, and, Harvest Moon? Like the original Harvest Moon? Well, no, the, a Doraemon. Um, oh, okay, Harvest I got you. I'm, I'm tracking. I'm tracking. Right, and this okay. is being remade. Uh, I guess for Switch because it's clearly not a Super Nintendo game. Cool for but people that like Doraemon it. is a super popular like Japanese family like franchise, especially like aimed at kids. Wait, You've seen this wait, wait, fucking wait, wait. Dude. is that the short little guy, the, the short blue and white cat with, thing? Yeah, with, like yeah, okay, right, You've right, right. You've seen Doraemon, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I these are not normally my types of games, but I got a lot of respect for them. Because I know there's a lot of people who love these life sim, farming sim type of games. Uh, Animal Crossing wouldn't blow up the way it does, um, you know, if if people didn't love this style of game. So, cool. Very cool. If What's I can next? jump ahead a couple, though. Yes, you can. Well, no, I'll just put a pin in, in that because we got several things in between that and the thing I want to talk about. Are the are, hang on quick question from famous Seamus. So wait, are the story of seasons games better than current harvest moon games? 
Yes. Story of Seasons and Rune Factory, which are basically the same series. Rune Factory is just like a fantasy spinoff of Story of Seasons, are made by the Harvest Moon team. Uh, or made by these... Th- what used to be Harvest Moon is now retroactively Story of Seasons because when that developer and that creative team switched Western publishers, they did not get to keep the Western name Harvest Moon. So Story of Seasons is what Harvest Moon always was. And the new Harvest Moon games are a completely different developer under the publisher that used to publish Harvest Moon, if that makes sense. So, like, if you look sure. up Harvest Moon 64 on Wikipedia, it's part of the Story of Seasons franchise. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, okay, Derek. That Story of Seasons sense. and Rune Factory is what Harvest Moon used to be. Um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Minecraft Legends. Um, this is the action game, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little more action-adventure, um, which I'm curious. I'm not a Minecraft guy. Um, Me neither. Um, but like, I know they've got, they had like story mode from Telltale, I think. And then the, the dungeons game that was kind of a, a dungeon crawler Diablo esque type game. And this is looking, I don't even know. Like it, it just looks like Minecraft, but with more action event. I don't know. Cause it just looks like Minecraft to me. Um, I missed the train to get into Minecraft. I wasn't a kid who played with Legos. I, I, so I built neither Bionicles. Was, neither was I, and I even like I I tried playing Minecraft, and dude, I, I was in the middle of building a house, and I just got oh, so Charlotte's in bored. chat. I what's that? I said, oh Charlotte's in chat. Hi Charlotte. Um, but yeah, I got <laughs> I got so fucking bored with Minecraft the first time I played it. Uh, and and plus, like I have a weird time. I have a weird time uh, squaring with the fact that Minecraft came from the mind of a piece of shit like Notch. No, uh, Hatsune, um, Miku. Hatsune Miku made uh, Minecraft. I think you're mistaken. Maybe. Yeah, Hatsune Miku right about definitely that. made Minecraft. So. I see, I see. Okay, my mistake then, Derek, my mistake. Yeah. What's next? Um, Dragon Quest Treasures. This looks delightful. This is the first time we've seen much out of Dragon Quest yes. Treasures since it was first revealed back in that big anniversary stream. God, was that like a year or more ago? I want to, yeah, about that. It's about a, a year. Ago. It's been about a year. Um, now, of course, Dragon Quest Treasures is really a prequel to Dragon Quest Eleven because you're playing as Eric and his sister. Yes, uh, and it originally and- started as a Dragon Quest <laughs> Monsters game before it kind of evolved into something different. And you can tell, see, it was funny when they first announced this game back at that big Dragon Quest event. And they said this was originally a Monsters game and it's evolved out of it. And I was like, okay, well, we I don't see where the Dragon Quest Monsters is in this. But now you see, like, taming the different monsters, bringing them along in your party. I'm like, okay, I see where these elements, they can help you with exploration. Kind of reminds me of, like, Monster Sanctuary in a way. Um... If any of y'all played that. I never played Monster Sanctuary. Oh, it was fun. I never played it. Um, it kind of like moved Pokemon elements into a Metroidvania. Uh, Ooh, I like this. You're, yeah, you're, you're speaking my game. language, Eric. It's on Game Pass, you know. I think it's still on Game Pass. Check it out. Um, but yeah, Dragon Quest Treasures looks great. I, look, I love Dragon Quest, even if the main composer and one of the lead people behind the franchise uh, wants me dead. 
Uh, is he still alive? Is it bad if I say I hope not? <laughs> no, not necessarily. Has COVID come for Sugiyama yet? Sugi Sugiyama um, sucks ass. Yeah, he does. Um, but Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest is great. And Dragon Quest Treasures looks great. It's very fun. It's very charming. It's very sweet. Um, it's not going to hold me off for a new Dragon Quest Monsters. Probably and I'm not. not. I'm not forgetting that they specifically said that there would be talk about Dragon Quest Monsters at a separate anniversary event that has not yet happened. So, still I mean, want Dragon but, Quest Monsters. So, what, but, yeah, but Derek, here's the thing. But this looks lovely. <laughs> this looks like a Dragon Quest Monsters game. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It kind of does. Dude, it, it, it's not a turn-based it, RPG. It's, it's a... Does it have to, does it have oh. to be, though? Yes. <laughs> That's like... Bless you, Derek. Here's the thing. A Pokemon game, you can have Pokemon spinoffs, but Pokemon should always have at least some resemblance to Pokemon as a mainline series. Um, this doesn't look like Dragon Quest Monsters. Mm. Charlotte says one day we'll get the Dragon Quest Monsters remasters or, in or English. Or they have been that. translation patched, uh, so you can always use Citra. But I digress. In um, interesting. Yes, interesting yes, yes, yes. Anyway, there. anyway, I streamed one of them on STGC, I think, at one point. I know it was did. my channel. Um, I anyway, was going to say, yeah. Dragon Quest Treasures, I don't know. There's, there's still it not a delightful. lot of gameplay in this teaser, but there's more of it. I'm seeing more adventure elements. It looks I get very to, delightful. I get to visit that world again. Dragon Quest XI is one of the best JRPGs yeah. I've played in the past decade. So just they getting to revisit that world. put the big slime up against the cliff and used it to bounce high. Yeah. And I love that. I'm all over that. I love that. It, it went bounce. That. It went bloop. Wait, Derek, how did it go? It went bloop. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Did it now? Interesting. Yes, and sometimes, I loved sometimes it. that's all a video game needs to be. Yeah, is go bloop. Maybe yeah. needs to go bloop. Sometimes we all got to go bloop. That's why so many old games are so good because all they did was go bleep bloop. I was gonna make a constipation joke, but I won't. Derek, what's next? Thank you. Um, too late. You already said it. Uh, Portal <laughs> Companion Collection launch trailer on Switch. I so I picked this up, and okay. I played. I haven't played Portal One. I haven't uh, Portal One on Switch yet, but I fired up Portal Two. It runs and looks. Immaculate. It should. They're old games, but but, but dude, dude, Derek, uh, it looks great on that small screen. Um, it, it, it on it, that OLED it, screen. I bet it looks. Oh great. yeah, and it 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 runs without a single hitch. Um, it, it, and it runs better on Switch than it did on PS3. Uh, and it, it looks, it looks better on switch than it did on PS3. Um, for, uh, it was 20 bucks for 20 bucks for, yes. Uh, there is gyro aiming fat for us. If there's gyro, this aiming, is only yes, 20 bucks is. for the two. I mean, that's for stupid. Both of them. That's if a you've fucking not played these games. I mean, stupid deal. The two portal games like, are stone cold classics. I mean, you're yeah. talking about two of the great, especially with portal two, you're talking about one of the greatest games ever made yeah um from not just a gameplay perspective but a writing and voice acting perspective um i feel the, like glados was johnson like the, i feel like glados was the kind of what kicked off the sarcastic robot yes uh in, yeah in video i would agree. games yeah yep, yep. so like, influential uh, like, uh showdown was a murderous robot 
GLaDOS was a snarky, murderous robot. GLaDOS was a passive-aggressive robot. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the best kind of robot. Can you be... Um, What happens if you go a step in aggressive past, like, aggressive... Is it, like, passive murderous robot? Yeah, about that, yeah. Um, Because it's about science, you monster. Yeah. Uh, But if you are out there listening to this and you have not played Portal 1 or 2... Portal 1, this package, which con- includes both the Portal games, includes all the DLC for Portal 2 as well. You should play well. the first one before the second one. I think the second you one's should. heavily enhanced by having it, played the first should. one. You should. It, this also has all of the uh, special co-op stuff with Peabody and Atlas included. Yeah. So you are getting, oh, for 20 bucks, this is a fucking no-brainer. I'm just thinking like, of the finale of Portal 2 again. The uh, the I'm not gonna say because because there's somebody in chat who has not yet played Portal Two yet, but 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 mm, the orchestra that no the uh the unspoken um last Portal you need to place is so good. Oh right. yeah 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 yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, space oh, space, oh. space. It's so but, good. It's such a good game. Um yeah and yeah oh uh, Portal oh god just like Vicky Portal Two is Vicky's favorite game of all time. Uh, and so the minute I picked up Portal on Switch, she was like, give me that Switch, hand it over. Um, couldn't I? Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad it's there, Derek. I'm so glad this game is available on Switch. Portal in VR? <laughs> no. That's too much. <laughs> Not That's happening. Too much. Huh. What was next? Uh, next, now this is one I'm very interested in, is Harvestella. This, so, Jeff. Yes, Jeff, you need to pay attention to this. Yeah, Harvestella... Mm is Square Enix putting their spin on the farming simulator life sim fantasy, you know, the Harvest Moon, Story of Seasons, Rune Factory, Animal Crossing kind of oh, genre. So it, fucking And great. it looks like money. Like, they have put money. They put some money. Why did I think it was money. like a JRPG or something? Well, there's definitely going to be some JRPG-ish elements. I mean, like, it's, got, yeah. it's got more in common with Rune Factory, which is very specifically Story of Seasons, Harvest Moon, but fantasy and with some like combat and dungeon crawling. Um, Okay, Harvestella is on Jeff, Steam pull up at some, least as yeah. well. Yeah, Jeff, pull up some images of this game, man. Yeah. Um, this. I mean, looks... I'm looking at it, I think I... I I'm trying really hard to be less shallow these days. I, I won't lie. I saw it and my brain went anime and then. Yeah. I mean, I, watch the trailer but, when you get a chance. Yeah. It's if, mm-hmm. if you, if you're going to be it in, looks this beautiful, this looks like the first big potential shakeup of that, like farming lifestyle type game mm-hmm. that we've seen in a very long time, because apparently the last several games in this format have not really been big improvements over you know, I mean, it's kind of everything's peaked with Stardew Valley, it sounds like. Oh, the um, artwork is so fucking good. Like, I'm looking it at it looks now. looks like and money. Yeah. It looks gorgeous, like, yeah. Is it so, Switch exclusive, or is it all platforms? It's at least also on PC. There is okay, a Steam cool. page. So, uh, yeah. it'll be coming to more. I'll keep, I'll keep my eye open for it. I need to see more, but, like, mm. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, this, this, looks, this looks fucking great. I yeah. am... This I this is probably the biggest, most pleasant surprise of the direct for me. I would um, say so. <laughs> because nobody knew what the fuck this was. And yeah, and it's coming out what? Uh November 4th worldwide. Um yeah. it's coming yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah. Coming out coming out soon. And the only consoles listed are Switch and PC. Uh, yeah. Um 
So yeah, we'll guys, see. It's square. This, I mean, I could see it hitting other consoles. I'm probably like, at least PlayStation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is definitely one to keep a fucking eye on right here. Now, the last piece was kind of interesting. So we got our announcement that the the last three Persona games, Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona Finally. 5 Royal, are all coming to Switch. Uh, I guess the only reason that wasn't announced before now is because they were they they were obligated to announce them at a Nintendo Direct. Um, but yeah, so so Persona 5 will be hitting in October, right alongside the other systems and uh no dates on persona three and four so so here's the thing it doesn't fucking matter what system you have you're gonna be able to play all three of the like well-regarded persona i like persona 2 i'm not getting into that fucking shit the, the like recent persona trilogy we'll say that Fuck. eternal night or innocent sin derek it's eternal punishment or eternal punishment sorry eternal um, punishment or innocent sin i'm an eternal punishment man Man, both of those games are a fucking drag in terms of difficulty and grinding. They are. So neither. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to hot take it and say neither. I like the writing theme. I'm not getting into it. Fuck it. Um, Persona on just about every system. Are you fuckers happy now? So here's the weird thing about this. Here's the weird thing about this. I find it strange that Persona 5 is coming before the two actual games that were designed for handheld systems. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Like it's, I think I, I, in a lot of cases, I think the more recent games are easier to port because they're on like a more modern... Uh, I, I think it's just, you know, it's easier to port something from a, like that's a PS4 game to Switch than bringing these, uh, especially something like 3, yeah. which I'm sure needed some extensive well, work. Well, it's interesting because kind of 4 but Golden is on, on PC. PC. Yeah, 4 so Golden's on, been on four Steam Golden for a while. 4 Golden is 3 is not. Okay. Um, are these the but, same versions of Four Golden that's on Steam, or are they updated probably. even beyond that? Oh, I'm probably. assuming it's just going to be the Steam version. Yeah, and, which and is I fine. Think, yeah, I assume that Three Portable will just be an upscaled, prettier version of Three Portable, and Five Royal will be pretty indistinguishable from its uh, PS4 version. Yeah, um, I mean, it ran on. I mean, dude, pers people forget Persona Five was a PS3 game. It's going to run fine on Switch. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it might be 720p, 30 frames per second, whatever, but it'll run. I don't need. I don't um, need a 60 frames a second Persona Five. I'm just glad people can play, and I hope it means that Persona Six will be multi-platform. Um, I'm going to agree I, with Fat for All in chat, I, I, and this is it. a problem that came back to the first time that these were announced to be coming to all platforms. What was it? Xbox, right? Back in the Xbox showcase, it's right. very weird. I get why it's Persona 3 portable and not FES because the portable version is infinitely more playable since you can actually control your party members. But it seems so weird that they couldn't find a way to just fuse portable and FES, right? Why, why could they not just put the FES content in Persona 3 portable? I mean, at that point, you're kind of making a new game though, right? Like, I uh, mean, but why, why are we still in this situation where you have to pick between two weirdly different versions of Persona. Yeah. One I, with it, more content and an epilogue that expands on the story versus one that's playable. I, I, I'm glad that it's Persona 3 portable to be perfectly honest with you because it is more playable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't have you know, the 3d the, exploration cause it's the portable version. So yeah. So I'm, I'm, it's I'm going to that. feel archaic, but, uh, is what it is. P4G, of course, one of the greatest RPGs ever made. Oh yeah, um, the best. The Persona fact that this game. is for sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
uh not not to take anything away from persona 5 persona 5 is fantastic but p4g is the absolute pinnacle of that franchise thus far um and the fact that it is going to be playable now literally i believe derek this means it's playable on everything yeah on every playstation xbox pc switch if you have a a modern gaming thing you can play this it's going to be on ps4 as well if you don't have a ps5 right um it's 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 available on literally everything uh, it is the it is now the Resident Evil Four of RPGs. You can play it fucking anywhere. Uh, I am just I'm just I'm sad that it took this fucking long. After mm. all of the Derek, how many how many uh, surveys would you say that Atlas? Uh, how many times did Atlas say, "Do you want these games on Switch? How, do you want them on Switch? Do you want them on Switch? How bad do you want I'm them on blocking Switch?" Blocking the memory out. Do you want them on Switch? Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think this is fucking fantastic. Um, Jeff, I can tell, I can say with certainty that Persona is not your bag. You know what? Maybe not now, but I did play Persona 4 Golden and I oh, loved really? it. Really? It I did not know that. Then you might dig yeah. Persona 5 as well. Uh, so. It took me five years to finish it. I, I, I started it on... <laughs> Persona 5 uh, my, will take I started eight. it on my Vita in 2012. I actually finished it when I got my PlayStation TV. Uh, cause it was great. I could just play it on my TV. Um, and that thing was like 80 bucks. So yeah, I played it on super, super easy. I finished the entire game hundred percent in under 40 hours, which nobody, believes me. but I assure you it happened. I cannot prove it. Um, but I, yeah, it was, uh, loved it. Uh, aside from, I mean, I know we don't have time to get into the uh, you know, the, the problematic elements of Persona. Yeah, there's, there's the stuff one, that could have yeah. been done better. There's the I recognize hot tub it. pool shit near the end or something. Yeah. Right. Um, it's a little, it's a little steeped in, in, in fucking mm-hmm. anime tropes, unfortunately. Yeah, but, like, um, you know, aside from the god-awful dungeons, uh, again, playing on easy kind of mitigated that. I didn't have to do see, any grinding. you might like Persona 5 because Persona yeah. 5 has handcrafted dungeons instead uh, of randomized I I played the first seven hours of Persona 5 twice, and I loved it. And then I kind of both times I kind of got to a point and realized I have 80 more hours. And it was like, like my Jesus whole body Christ. just went into stasis <laughs> and I just collapsed on the floor. Doesn't help that five okay. does not have as Christine good. Christine came downstairs and yeah. Jeff's on the floor just shaking. Yeah, just boneless. <laughs> He's caught yeah. between worlds. It doesn't help that five does not have nearly as good of a cast as four does. Um, uh, yeah, I do, not, I do not yeah. think that their their overall like character writing and dynamics are nearly as good as the the cast of four. Uh, the themes of five hit me real good because five hits you in a lot of those real like aggressive, like rah, rah, you know, kind of places. Yeah. Five really embodies the the like millennial and Gen Z feeling of rage so, towards the world. We've been left. If you're playing but, P4G and you pick and you pick Reese or Chie, you're a cop. Say? Let's just, mm-hmm. you know, let's just let's just put, let's just throw it out there. We're not getting into fucking waifu um, wars on SCGC. We're not doing this. I, I will say if the new versions of Persona 5 Royal are um, 60 FPS, I will. Well, I guess it probably would be on PC. I, I might find oh, yeah, on play PC. It. I'm sure it's on PC be. for sure. But yeah. it's like these are native PS5 and Xbox Series X ports, right? So I don't remember. I don't remember, actually. I'm it would assuming, be weird for it to come know. to Xbox like this fall and just be an Xbox One title, wouldn't it? It's definitely Xbox Series. Yeah, it's okay. definitely PS4. But I don't know if there's going to be a native PS5 or if PS5 will just run right. the PS4 versions. So, so 
so so the the direct talk took us longer than I thought it would actually. Um, we could just hit with like a, a disclaimer on the final thing. Honestly, don't be a dick. Don't be a fucking well, dick. Stop you know, sending pictures of dicks. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I actually want to tackle this next week. Because okay. uh, uh, we got it. We, so we have a guest coming up next week. Uh, and we also have, uh, hopefully, Britt will be here. Um, uh, Stephanie Tinsley is going to be joining us next yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, very excited about that. I haven't seen uh, Tinsley since, since PAX East yeah, 2019. Stephanie is so. one of the best. In in the world of video games PR, Stephanie is one of the best. Tinsley uh, tends to be good folks. Yeah, we're we are very happy to welcome her on the show next week. Um, I do want to ask you a, a question, Derek. And yeah. you, uh, Jeff, I know you. I know you didn't watch the direct as well, or I know I know you didn't you didn't watch the direct. But I'll ask you as well. Um, what were we what what were we expecting to see there that wasn't? Because mm. I feel like there was a lot there that everybody was kind of like yeah this is there for sure and it, if it i save there. the final fantasy pixel remasters am i stealing from you am i jinxing I, you what did you um, actually work? think those would be there i kind of thought, thought maybe oh uh, yeah i thought they, kind still, of put, they still haven't stretch. put that great chrono trigger port from steam on consoles yeah so. uh so yeah the pixel remasters but we got some cool like we got some cool square enix stuff right seeing harvestella and treasures was yeah. really cool um, Here's the other thing, though, Derek. Tactics over. I think we we were all expecting Tactics over to be there. I think. Yeah. And and that that was a no show. Um, I was expecting Bayonetta three. To be perfectly honest with you, I still don't and know how the, that counts with Nintendo the, funding it. But who knows? I mean, I, it's well. I mean, it's a platinum game, right? Like. Yeah, but remember, they fully funded two, and they might be fully funding mm. three. I, I don't know. I uh, who knows? I I I the the two big ones for me. Oh, and I was also surprised, Derek, that we did not get a release date for the Front Mission remake. I thought for oh. sure we were going to get something yeah. on that, uh, and that wasn't there at all. Um, but the big omissions for me were, you know, yes, I'm always asking for the Pixel remasters, but I did actually think that they might be there. Yeah. Um, it it felt like the right time to do it, you know. It's like uh, me guessing um, that we're going to see Pikmin 4 before every full Nintendo right, Direct. Right. It's, they're, it's they're legally they're, obligated. The Pixel remasters are coming to consoles. So is it's Pikmin just a, 4. It's just a matter of fucking when. I think the... Uh, well, I mean, I didn't actually hear about the Direct until it was already out. Like, I, so yeah, I didn't well, have time Yeah, they're not to think giving about... us time to announce these fucking yeah, things. They're like, it's in three about... hours. Be there or else. <laughs> um, but I think at the Xbox show... Uh, I was kind of taken aback that we didn't see the golden eye. Yes. Um, yeah. And then we didn't see it here figured, either. And then I, here I was talking with people. They figured, well, they're working with Nintendo. Yeah. It's maybe going to be like a joint effort. So I was like, okay, it's probably going to show up in a Nintendo direct, but now it's not here either. So it's, I guess, I think there's some kind of uh, James Bond anniversary or something later this year. So like, maybe they're saving it for that. But I'm like, where it sounds like this game exists. It does. So, no, it, the, the achievements. The, the achievements. Well, I know the leaked. achievements are there, but like, I'm wondering if they still haven't worked out all the licensing stuff to actually release it. Because there are games that like just never get released, but it sounds like it's coming out at some point. Oh, for but, sure. Yeah, just sure. um, yeah. I'm kind of surprised. I thought it would be either here at the Xbox event, and the fact that it's not at either is kind of weird to me. That was that was strange. I agree. That was a little weird. Um. I can't. Oh, uh, oh uh, Delaby in chat just said the GoldenEye 25th anniversary is at Gamescom. So, okay, so that maybe that's when we see. Maybe it. Gamescom. 
Maybe if it's not there, it, then I don't fucking know. Gamescom is in August, right? Also, I just, the suffer. last thing I want to say is a lot of people are going to find out GoldenEye is not as fun as they remember it. Yeah. I still love yeah. it. I love it. There's too, some that... serious tinted glasses with that it's game. A, it's wait a till, fucking game. Wait till you see how incredible that game has aged. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it, that's going to be like, like, are... like full fat milk. What's funny, though, is that like my son... My 14-year-old son is going to play Goldeneye. He's going to be like, this is what you were fucking nostalgic over? Like, dad, this sucks. You can barely play this. Well, then I'm going to be like, you just got to karate chop your child. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to give him the slappers. Give him the slappers, you know? Like, but yeah, that's... Uh, anyway, so we are bumping up against our time here. Um, guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, I'm just happy Good to be back Good chill show on. tonight. Good chill happy, show. I needed this. Happy to be back with you guys a after a week hard... off. Hard ass week at work, uh, and for some of the hard ass shit, week in so. life, Derek. Yeah, so this is yeah, well, that's true. This has been one of the worst weeks in something like 50 plus years, so yeah, you know, it's it's been one of those weeks, it's definitely been one of those weeks. Um, uh, yeah, we appreciate everybody for coming to hang out with us. Don't forget, we have uh, Stephanie Tinsley joining us next, uh, next Thursday, and also, <laughs> um, we were going to start it this past Sunday, but Finn was busy. Uh, but this coming Sunday, every Sunday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Finn and I, uh, we're, we're bringing back Dual Daddies. We're going to make it a weekly live show. Uh, and we're going to be talking about gaming and parenting. Uh, since Finn is not going to be able to be on the Thursday show for a while, we still wanted him to be able to get his, his podcast fix. And so permanently going forward, we are going to have Dual Daddies as a live show every Sunday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're a gamer and you're a parent, I highly recommend you join us live right here on twitch.tv slash official SDGC. If nobody has anything else. Not really. Jeff, nothing else? No, I'm good. Well, in that case, I release you from your torment. And remember, now more than any time else, it is so important to remember that kindness costs nothing. Seriously. Take care of each other. We'll see you next week. Burn it all down.